spokesperson of Advocates for Transformation speaking there. He joins us on the line uh, to continue the discussion. A very good evening to you, Advocate, and thank you so much for speaking to us. Good evening, and you're welcome. Let's first start with the last point that you made, that you cannot allow with a clear conscience um, for politicians to say things that are not in the judgment. What specifically do you believe is being misinterpreted here, deliberately so? Um, well, I didn't use the word deliberately, but uh, in the context, it, 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 it is clear. We have, in our statement, uh, pointed out to at least five um, uh, findings of the judgment, uh, the failure by the president to uphold, defend, and respect the Constitution and the supreme law of the land, the, the failure by the president uh, to show substantial, uh, in that he, he, there was substantial disregard for the remedial action taken against him by the public protector in terms of the constitutional powers, and uh, the failure, as he was duty bound by the president to assist and protect the public protector so as to ensure an independence, impartiality, dignity, and so on, as the statement said. Mm. And then we also, you know, uh, made the point in the statement that even though the president, and this is what the court held, may have been acting, you know, in good faith, following the wrong legal advice, that in itself did not detract from the illegality of his conduct regarding, regarding it to the, um, to the inconsistency of his action with his constitutional obligations. So that's, that's as far as now the president is concerned. With regard to the, the, the National Assembly, which is where, therefore, the parliamentarians come in, the, the court's uh, ruling or finding is very clear that, um, you know, uh, when they passed a resolution that purported effectively to nullify the funding that had been made by an organ of the Constitution, the public protector, and replacing them with their own, they, they were not acting in line with what the rule of law is all about. And the third one, I mean, the second one relevant to the National Assembly uh, was that they, they were not acting correctly when they passed a resolution based on a minister's finding that exonerated the president from liability that was inconsistent with the Constitution and therefore was unlawful. Now, these are the express findings of, of the Constitutional Court. And if there was any vagueness regard, uh, relevant there to, our view is that um, the, those who held a different view uh, should have sought the kind of clarity that we now know the IEC has gone on to seek relevant to the talk where uh, judgment, so-called, about addresses um, of of people who should uh, be competent to be on the voters' roll. Mm. So yes. So in so far, therefore, as public statements have been made 
by those who are, you know, um, in the executive, that negate the clear letter of that judgment in, in the terms that I've spelled out. To that extent, our view is that it is, it is a matter of great okay. concern that this should be so. With regards to the spirit of the law in this case, um, do you believe that uh, disciplinary action or some kind of sanction against the president uh, would then speak to that? Well, it is not our call to make, quite frankly. Hmm. Because, you know, um, whether it's disciplinary action or whether it is impeachment or any of those things. It's not that is why the advocate for transformation quite took quite some time to consider their intervention in the debate that has arisen as a consequence of various political parties interpreting the uh, the judgment of the constitutional court. And since we are an organization that has been formed precisely because we want to make sure that the independence of the judiciary is uh, preserved and is protected by organs like the AFT, because the judges speak only through their judgments and cannot enter the arena of debate. We have, therefore, a mandate, not from the judges, but from our organization to intervene in the manner in which we have done whenever there is what we regard with clear, um, you know, consideration as a misleading of the public with regard to what the Constitutional Court judgment was. And we do that in respect of any judgment. So in this case, who has been misleading the public? Well, there have been very many statements that have been made by by uh, members of the executive. I mean, the, the president's, I mean, after you will recall, that after the judgment had been handed down, we were told via your good sales media that there had been a meeting of the top six. And after the top six had met, the president gave a, a public address in which he explained the judgment the way he saw it. And the national, uh, the speaker of parliament of the National Assembly also went public and indicated that she didn't have to apologize about anything. And and it is in those utterances that we believed that there was an interpretation of the judgment which was not consonant with what the court said. And that is why our statement has been uh, as carefully crafted as we think it was, because we wanted to say, and we still say so, that if there is any aspect of the judgment that do either the National Assembly or the presidency is not sure about as to its import. It does not assist the nation and those who listen to them because they are important institutions of the constituents themselves. It does not help the nation if they give an interpretation which in our view, in our observation of what they said, is inconsistent with the clear findings of the Constitutional Court. Advocate Nsaweza, thank you so much for speaking to us as Advocate Dumis.